Hello and welcome to The Projector Playground, a space created by and for projectors in the human design system. In this podcast, we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens, what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others, and how learning, playing, and resting are our signature tickets to success. I am your host, Eliana Miranda, and I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Welcome back. You know, you know where you are, the Projector Playground. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Eliana. I'm so excited to be chatting with you all today. And the topic that wants to flow through, at least where we're going to start, <laughs> is about our precious energy resources. And more specifically, some energy work tools that you can use as a projector to help you tune your field, clear your field out of other people's energy, one of the really important ones here, and tune into the unique gold of energy that flows through you. So before we begin, it feels important for me to just start out by reminding you that um, I'm a 2-4. My personality line is a 2-4. And so with that being said, some of the things that I might present here could totally be unique to my 2-4 energy. In fact, some of the things could be really unique to my splenic authority too, simply because the splenic authority is really body-centered. It's one of the most ancient authorities in the body. So Let's just say I might do a lot more than you need to do. <laughs> I might have to kind of go through all of the practices from present time until ancient time until I can feel totally clear. And also, like doing energy work practices comes really natural to me. I was doing them before I ever even learned about human design and understood that, like, you know, we're energy workers and we play in the energetic realms and that's like one of our specialties and one of the ways in which we operate and i know some people might like be listening to this or have read my posts even and say like i don't really like resonate with that like i'm not super interested in energy work techniques like i i never was interested in studying anything that had to do with energy like my focus is totally separate from what you talk about in that space or on this space. And that's okay. I also feel like if you're here, if you found yourself here listening to this particular podcast, that you have some affinity towards understanding this. And I think that there's plenty of projectors out there that 
don't need to know this information that they don't need to know about their human design don't need to know about the energy work aspects of it like don't necessarily attune to this particular topic and you know, I just feel really called to say this is off topic but um, this is kind of reminding me of a conversation I just had with a manifester and you know he and I were speaking about the fact that like most or all generators or sorry all man manifestors that we know are in female bodies and like mostly we know a couple men here and there but they're like really sporadic and really spread out and we were just kind of talking about like how in this incarnation like it makes sense that manifestors who have this just like incredible power to influence and inform and recreate reality just by speaking what they need into existence that like it would make sense that they would be that a lot of incarnated manifestors these days would be in female bodies or in bodies that wouldn't use and abuse this power to continue the hierarchical structures and the you know domination powers that manifestors used in the past to create the hierarchies you know to create like these systems where manifestors were on top of the pyramid standing on the backs of generator builders kicking reflectors out of society and projectors just not even existing until 1781 until things started to shift and yes yeah, so we both just kind of agreed like that was an interesting observation and you know he is in a male body but he's like very not even feminine he just like has a way of like distributing his power for the good of all like the work that he wants to do is in service to the good of all in in like support and resonance to the divine feminine like the way he worships his wife and her friends and like really like shows up at the feet of all of us in devotion to bring us snacks and goodies like he just has that essence about him where he is not wielding his power to have power over like he's really using his power to like support the collective in their power and so yes we're talking about projectors on this podcast and i just love to like weave in conversations about the other types because you know we decided like if there are manifestors out there in the wild that don't ever learn about human design it's likely like for a really unique and real reason that like if they knew you know if they had the access to see that they had so much power under their belt that potentially they could use it for the wrong reasons so all of this means to say that like there's a high probability and possibility <laughs> that like the people that don't find out about human design that don't learn about human design like that that's by design like that maybe a bunch of projectors out there like don't know that they're seeing energy or like working in this space that is unseen by most because like they're not really meant to know the mechanics of that in this lifetime that that's not really their job to be able to you know understand and like manifest this system into their lives so with like the energy work too like how i explain these things like you know you have found yourself here listening to this particular podcast and what I bring up might not be in resonance with you at all. Or maybe it's just meant to spark something small that you take into your life and make your own. Or maybe it's meant to completely like send you in a different direction, <laughs> let's say, so that like you fall into the practices that are perfect for you. So that suddenly an idea comes online in your life where you're like, 
well, I don't resonate with that. But like, oh, I just got this really great idea of what I could do that meets me where I'm at. Because yours might be really physical. Like, you might need to go paint something out <laughs> to release energy in your body. You might need to go, I don't know, like, <laughs> take apart a bicycle and, like, put it back together to be an electric bicycle. Like, you might need to move energy in a way that I don't. So all of the practices and things I'm going to talk about today, like they're really kind of coming from a place of like, I, I am doing like physical energy work. I've been studying different types of energy modalities from chronic healing to studying the chakra system to, you know, doing yoga teacher trainings and like teaching yoga and understanding it through like the physicality of moving your body in that way. I'm a Reiki master. I attune other people to Reiki to know how to give themselves Reiki to offer others Reiki and I'll just put like a little side note in here that like all of these practices have kind of just like weaved themselves together to create my own practice like including my studies of Kabbalistic um I want to say Kabbalistic medicine it's funny that I want to call it that but like uh the Kabbalistic like magical practices from the Zohar um and growing up being somebody that went to temple like twice minimum a week and prayed to the source of my creation. You know, like I grew up very spiritual and doing a lot of spiritual work and all of these things that I've kind of learned have just like helped me be a human. <laughs> like, of course <clears throat> I do energy work and trainings and things like that to teach these things and to guide others. But, like, mostly where I'd say that these things show up and that these things have helped me in is, like, to have clear boundaries, to clear energy out that isn't mine, to realize, like, what friendships or relationships were created from a place of fawning or a place of, like, past traumas repeating themselves, like, to clear enough energy out of my space to get enough distance from it that I could look at it from, from an angle where I could see exactly what it was that like exactly what was happening so i think energy work is good for a lot of reasons like one these practices are meant to fill up your energy tank like if you're feeling depleted and as projectors that can be really easy right we show up with like 25 percent battery in our tank each day if you're feeling depleted energy work like things like reiki and where you're channeling in light work like those fill you back up <laughs> you're tapping into universal consciousness you're tapping into the universal life energy and you're channeling that energy in and filling up your energy simply just means that you have more energy to work with I used to look at this from like a very health perspective like I went to school for behavioral health and health promotion and all these things and like I was the one that was like going to school for health and then like <laughs> I'd go home and like smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and eat Taco Bell and do all these super unhealthy things and my conclusion at the end of the day was always like, you can give people all the information that you need, that they need, but if they don't have the energy to carry out these behavior changes, to make these moves, to like take action, like the information doesn't matter. Like it's just going to sit in their mental awareness. It's not going to be embodied and there's going to be no way for them to actually practice these things because they don't have the capacity to do it themselves. They don't have the energy resources. And then learning about being a projector, it's like, oh, like this makes so much sense why like 
I felt this probably more than most people in my mastership program. Like why I really understood the mechanics of like no energy or low energy means like you're making unhealthy decisions for yourself because in, you know, the society we live in where things are quickly accessed and quickly made and everything's really convenient. It's really, you know, easy to do to just reach for something that quickly gives you a boost that you need to just get through the day. So your energy practice can help fill you back up, can help give you the reserves you need to actually take steps towards behavior change, to actually start to incorporate the things in your life that you know you need to do, to actually like take some space from people (laughs) that might be siphoning your energy or just not filling you back up in the way that you feel fill them we're not respecting that you have low energy or different energy I should say than they do so that's like where one reason why an energy practice comes in that can be really helpful another reason is gosh and I (laughs) I think I said this at the beginning like I'm a two four so I spend like a lot of or meant to talk about at the beginning I'm a 2-4, so I spend a lot of time alone. Like, I really just sit and do energy practices a good portion of my day. And, like, 2-4 also makes the way I show up to life, like, with the things that I'm passionate about and that I care about and that are interesting to me. Like, it's, like, the things that come most natural to me are the things that just are easily incorporated into my life and then suddenly start translating as success. So just want to also say here, too, that, like, Another reason that these things might not resonate for you is just because like we might have different personality lines and doing things the really easy way or things that like come really easy to me (laughs) might not necessarily be what you're looking for in life or like how you're designed to experience life. But like another thing that energy work has been really helpful for is just to like make things easier. (laughs) Like when I do my boundary practice every morning and I paint myself in rainbows so that I go out into the world and I have this just like beautiful reflector on me that reflects back magic and rainbows. (laughs) Like that makes my life easier. When I am taking a long road trip and I like, and I might (laughs) really get some of you here, but send the dragons to clear the pathway for an easy journey. Like that makes my life easier. So I am always like looking with anything to make life easier and these practices like you might be like this is going to take so much time out of my day like this does not make my life easier but the way my life is structured um this is how like this has supported me to like keep my life in flow to keep my life in ease to keep things really like simple another really good thing here with energy work practices is that it's really helpful to clear other people's stuff out of your field like we talk about the deconditioning journey very specifically to human design and that kind of comes with practice like daily practice of waiting for the invitation following your authority listening to your body and uh (laughs) there's also energy work practices that you can do to like clear out your sacral at the end of the day or if you only have like a short break in between 
clients or in between, like you only have a lunch break, right? To like take time to yourself and the rest of the day you're around and working with other people. Like it's not always possible for us to get alone and get horizontal on the ground and take like two hours to just feel our own feelings and feel our own energy. Like sometimes you just need strategies that you can use on the go when you're in spaces where there's a lot of auras and energy bodies around you. So let's get into some of them. And I got inspired to talk about this today because I put up a post on Instagram this morning and it was a post for my projectors. <laughs> and once I started sharing these posts from a place of like, okay, I spent a lot of time making beautiful things on Canva and I've spent a lot of time like trying to make my posts into art and I would, you know, make reels or I would do whatever, you know, to like try to fit the Instagram model. <laughs> and then after a while, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I write all of these notes inside of my phone in my phone notes. And like, it would just be way easier, there's that easy again, <laughs> to put the notes out there. Like, I think I saw Aubrey Marcus, like a fellow podcaster, just like posting his notes from his notes section. And I was like, wait, I can do that too then. <laughs> I'm not promoting him. I actually like, I'm not that big of a fan of his, but he did inspire that. And when I started doing that and I started sharing my notes on projectors, things started to kick up. <laughs> I started getting a lot more followers very quickly, a lot more people messaging me, asking me what I do and how they could work with me and how they could be a part of the projector focus groups. The posts started getting shared a lot and I could just like feel that suddenly I had a lot more energy, not only just like coming into my field, but just like a lot more energy that I could work with. Like the more I was getting recognition and invitations from these things, the more I was able to keep writing and like keep having this like expansiveness inside of me that encouraged more and more information to pour out of me into my note section and then really just like cut and copy them, screenshot, cut and copy and put them onto Instagram. Like I just made it easy. <laughs> So that's not an energy work tactic, <laughs> but I bring all this up to say that like your Instagram space or your social media space, I guess like you might have not found me here from Instagram, but wherever it is that you interact with and connect with other people is a place that you're going to want to make sure you're running really clear energy because like, you know, with, with Instagram specifically, that's the only platform that I work with. Besides stories, like what you're posting gets saved. Like what you're posting stays on the gram. And like, it's even funny. I can look back at old posts and like feel what my energy was feeling like then. Like feel if things were in alignment, feel if I was posting from a not self, like <laughs> feel into the energy that I was sending out. And usually the energy was like reflected back to me in some way, shape or form. So I put up a post this morning <laughs> and 
it was the first time I had posted something about projectors in a while. And so I just kind of figured that there would be some communication, that there would be some connection, and that there would be some like bigger energies flowing through that space. So I didn't make sure consciously, but it ended up being that I had the space and time where after I posted, posted it, I had a lot of time where I probably could have just sat on the gram and like chatted with all the people that started commenting on it. But instead, I got like a really clear knowing that was like, if you want to run this energy clear on this post, you need to get off Instagram right after you post it and go do some yoga nidra, which is like one of my favorite things to do. It's like active sleep, basically, where you're just laying down like we projectors are supposed to do, lay down and rest, get horizontal so our body can recode itself and refill up its fuel tank. and then like just focus in on each part of the body (laughs) and really tune in to the energy of that space and just like give it permission to relax and release and return anything that isn't necessary in that moment back to wherever it needs to go. So here's where we'll start (laughs) is like in the places where you're interacting with people the most is where you're going to want to get the clearest with your boundaries. If you are someone like me who does a lot of work in social spaces like Instagram, your energy work practice is going to be a little different than somebody that's like in a workspace with a bunch of people with auras overlapping each other all the time or working with a bunch of clients every single day, you know, where you're like regularly reading their energy. And I say different because like psychic energy, I said this in a podcast before, is a little bit harder to track. And what Instagram is filled with is a whole lot of psychic energy. That's like a mainframe, social media in general, mainframe of psychic energy. Like you could have somebody from across the world be thinking something about you that you will never physically know, like (laughs) you may never connect to them. They may never send you a message. They may never like your post. They may never do anything, but they could still be interfacing with you in the energetic realms. So becoming more clear on that and getting more perspective on that and how that feels and what you can do to support yourself from that level of energy mechanic is going to just help kind of clear up all of the fields. The field of your body, the field of your Instagram, the field of your coaching business or energy healing business, the field of the place where you're going every day and interfacing with all of those auras. Um, Like this is going to be helpful on so many levels and it's helpful through you. Like it's not like you're doing this for the other, but because we're so completely focused on the other as projectors that you doing this is going to just influence the other because your aura is that way, because it just transmits this energy into the field. All right, so where should I start with all of this? Okay, so I think that one of the most important things, and probably like the easiest thing, although (laughs) I guess easy is different for all of us, but is just to start off with separating yourself from the field that is not yours every morning and every night. 
So as you're waking up, separating from the dream realm, again, the dream realm, the lunar hours, the dreamland, another place of like huge psychic territory. So as you're rising, separating yourself from that place, and we'll get into like some techniques on how to do that. And then as you're going to bed at the end of the day, separating from the waking world, like taking note of your experiences that day and composting them, recreating them, returning energy back to sender, separating yourself so that as you go to sleep, you are clear of other people's energies. So starting there of like, can you just start baseline? Separating yourself in the morning, creating boundaries before you go out into the world. At the end of the day, separating yourself at night, clearing energy and returning it back to wherever it came from. And again, this is going to look a lot of different ways to a lot of different people. So I'll just let you know some of the things that I do. So in the morning as I'm waking up, the first thing that I do is say a prayer of gratitude. I'm like thankful for my soul, just being in my body for another day to experience this soul body connection for another day to like be a passenger in the vehicle of life. And I'm in gratitude. So I'm laying the baseline of my field with a frequency of gratitude. And then seeing what grows from there. <laughs> After I am grateful for coming back home into the waking world, I also, um, let's see, I like basically seal the circle of whatever happened in the lunar hours. So for me, like I have a very basic prayer that I do multiple times a day to open up circles and close circles which can be translated as opening portals and closing portals, opening space and closing space. And like, if you know, if you do work in this way, it's good to make sure you're closing the space, closing the portal, like tying up loose ends, putting a bow on it, like letting it live on its own, letting it live in the book of life. And so in the morning, I'll do my unweaving of the portal that was open that night. And so usually I'm like, connecting with all the support systems like grandfather sky the grandmother energies the father son the mother earth below i work really closely with the elements so i'm always in gratitude to air earth water and fire as i close that portal off i say thank you to the plant allies and animal allies especially if any came up in the dream world i say thank you to the benevolent ancestors like anything that feels resonant to you as you rise of like if you protect yourself while you sleep, like if you psychically protect yourself so you don't get psychic attacks while you sleep and put up, say, like blue flames from Archangel Michael around your body, or you put a separation rose around your body that allows you to just be in your space, or maybe you like to like wrap yourself in a healing incubator so that as you sleep, your body just has extra support to regenerate and heal itself. So all of those things, whatever I called in the night before, I'm going to put a bow on it. I'm going to thank it. I'm going to close the circle. I'm going to seal it in the book of life. And I'll pad that with Reiki symbols. And then I open up the circle for the next day. <laughs> so I like reverse whatever I just did. How I close, I usually go back the same direction, but with like the new energy for that day. Calling in the elements, calling in the guides, the allies, like connecting with what's below me, what's above me. Connecting with the here and now, connecting with the body. And I very strictly kind of like instruct that I'm like opening the field for the new day that I'm calling in. I love to call in the sounds and songs of my ancestors 
and some of the teachings that I've learned through Kabbalistic mysticism to help to create a light tent around my body. So the light tent is like such a beautiful one because I used to just like put an orb or an aura of light around me or like a light bubble. You'll hear that a lot in like the boundary protection. But I always just felt like that was so easily popped (laughs) or like that I would have to just do that constantly because there wasn't enough like firm boundary there. Like there wasn't enough like grounding, right? Like a bubble floats in space, like a bubble floats and then it pops. So if you have like a really good way of like weaving a light aura around you that feels really like steady and strong and impenetrable, um, great, like do that. I like to work with like a light tent where I'm like physically seeing like in the physical realm that I'm like putting up this tent of light around my body and I have this whole arm motion so I can make it really physical. I'm directing that energy around the body and I'm like making very clear like this is my space. I am divine and precious energy. Nobody is allowed to come into this space that I am directing here very physically, energetically, mentally, and spiritually, (laughs) unless I invite them in. And like they say, it's projectors, like we're not allowed to do the inviting, that's a not self theme. And there are some nuances there. (laughs) Like I very much, especially as a 2-4, I'm like clear about who comes into my field and who I'm allowing to come into my field. And I think like it's appropriate for me to give you permission if you feel like you need that permission right here to also like be okay with the fact that like you can set up those parameters of like I'm only inviting in people that are here to offer me the golden invitations like today in my light tent the only people that are invited in are people that really see me and recognize me you know today in my light tent the only invitations that I'm putting out are for plant medicine <laughs> and snacks and good tv shows because I can't handle anything else So creating a light tent around your body where, you know, there's a doorway and you know where that doorway is or more doorways if you feel like you need more doorways. And then that doorway is like the only place where energy can come in and like it has to knock first. (laughs) Like it has to let you know that it's trying to interface with you and you get to decide if you want to answer the door or if you're home that day or that hour. I also weave these light tents with a lot of Reiki. I I love Reiki. I think Reiki is like such a powerful, influential support system for projectors because, you know, it's not like a hugely ancient system. Like it was channeled by at least a system that I work with, Asui, uh, Sensei Asui, Asui Sensei, Sensei Asui. I don't know. Asui Reiki, Asui. I just call him Asui. And, um, Tataka Sensei brought it to America. Okay, yeah. So Sensei after after they named us. Sui Sensei. And it, you know, was developed in the early 1900s. Like it was again like a human design system where it, it just kind of came in without him necessarily asking for it. It was just a spiritual experience and it dropped in this whole system into his field for healing. And then there was just proven effectiveness everywhere that he brought it, everywhere that Tataka Sensei brought it into America and developed it into new paradigms of like how we can use it and how we should, what we should use it for. And like, so funny because when she brought it to America, she really simplified Reiki because she said like, 
the Westerners need things way more simple than how we're doing it. They have less time, they have less energy, they have less resource to do this kind of work. She was like, so I just needed to like meet them where they were at. So I love Reiki because Reiki works with symbols and in human design, you find that you have a strongest sense. There's like outer vision, inner vision, taste, smell, something else. Um, but mine's outer vision. And so getting to like work with symbols, I was like, oh, this really resonates because like I can see with my third eye, like where I'm putting these symbols <laughs> in my home, in my light tent for the day, into my chakra system, onto my body. And the symbols really gave me something that like is in the energetic realms. And like, I can also like write them down on paper and like have that translate as a bridge between the two worlds. So it wasn't just like this, like etheric conversation that I was having, you know, about light work, like in my light work training, which is a pranic healing modality, like we're channeling light, we're working with different colors of light. And that's awesome. I loved that. It was really fun, but it was like all just in the unseen. There was never like anything was really tangible to put my hands on. So <laughs> all that being said, like if you felt ever felt called to Reiki, like this is just like another sign for you. And like for me, like I wanted to be Reiki trained for eight years before I found the teacher that was right for me. And I put it out there. Like I interviewed multiple Reiki trainers, Reiki attuners, and like none of them ever felt right for me. And then finally, like in 2-4 Magic, it ended up being one of my dear friends that had finally decided to like take her Reiki mentorship program online during 2020 so that I could do it. <laughs> and so if you're feeling called to Reiki, this is just to say like, wait for the right teacher, like wait till it feels really aligned for you. But then like definitely weave that into your human design practice because if you're calling to it it's because it's calling to you and you two have some work to do together and depending on when this airs this podcast airs i do offer an attunement program where we are attuning to reiki we're learning how to work with reiki in specific ways and i'm thinking that i want to do one round with just projector mechanics of the projector aura last time we had like a couple projectors a couple generators a couple mani jennies in there and that was really fun so i'll keep doing that but it feels like an interesting experiment to see <laughs> what like a room full of projectors getting attuned to Reiki would look and feel like. So if you're someone that's like, yeah, I want to do that. Just let me know. Like send me a message or something. Okay. So I've digressed as I always do. <laughs> um, so I put Reiki symbols all around my light tent. I like physically like put Reiki symbols around my chakra centers that I intend to act as boundaries. This is for like the other's energy, but it's also for me so that I can be like really clear about what is my energy and what is somebody else's. And doing this practice regularly, like putting up this separation rose, putting up this separation light tent, like will really start to kind of show you over time, like it takes practice, but show you over time what um what is yours and what is not yours what is something you picked up from the day and what is something that is actually yours to keep inside of your body so after the light tents up and the reiki symbols are placed i paint my aura in rainbows 
This came from one of my teachers, but I just love it because I work in a rainbow studio. Like I really find the rainbows to be incredible allies and support systems with their light, with their magical bridging between heaven on earth, with their interplay with like the rain and the sun. It's like the rainbows kind of allow for the duality of experience, both the shadow and the light, like the shadow and the light create the rainbow. And so painting the body in rainbows, and this is, again, you're doing this energetically. Like I imagine rainbows shooting out of my palms or I imagine a rainbow pouring down from the sky and going inside of my body, moving around my energy body, moving into the aura, painting the light tent, like however you want to look at that. Um, and the rainbows just, again, like allow for another kind of like filter filtration system, right? Where it's like if things pass through, they have to pass through the rainbows. <laughs> and if they're passing through the rainbows, like unless the energy is like real pissed off about something, usually people walk through a room of rainbows, whether they're physical humans or like, you know, uh, guides, entities, like any end of the spectrum here, like it's kind of hard to not get lost in the beauty of the rainbows and come out the other side, like a little more refreshed <laughs> and blessed by the essence of the rainbow energy. So you could paint yourself in rainbows if that feels resonant to you. You could put up a light tent. You could use your Reiki to create like boundaries and borders. You could imagine a separation rose rising up where the petals of the rose surround you and like the spiky thorns of the rose like keep energy out <laughs> like you know like you can look at me you can admire me but don't touch me <laughs> and then you can go out into the world and like i would say just practice with this like this is a very complex practice but i do a lot of energy work with people so i feel like i need just a lot of extra support as i go about my day because like even when I'm just in a grocery store, I end up like getting into some deep conversation <laughs> with um, somebody and I can feel it's, it's like even if we're not talking, like it's like an energetic conversation. I can feel the mechanics of our energies exchanging and having a conversation. So I like to keep the really clear boundaries up and, you know, things may change eventually, but it also just feels like this has all begun in 2020. <laughs> my energy work practice ramped up in a whole new way because it feels like we really need it these days. Hopefully we're moving into a time where it's not so necessary to create separations in the field, but I felt like the pandemic and the way we were told to keep six feet of difference distance was such a clear indicator of like source energy because I don't believe that anything's out to get us. I believe that like source is always divinely trying to guide us toward their best and highest good. And when I felt felt into it, I was like, oh, like we need boundaries. <laughs> like we need to clear our space of other people's energy. We need to decondition from other people's resources from like resources we had depended on and like get really strong in our internal authority and our internal resource and like create space and have boundaries and like not let everybody that we see at a party that we know from here or there come up and hug us. <laughs> like when they enter into that auric sphere, you know, like the work starts happening. The energy work starts happening, the energy conversation. So yeah, if you're just feeling like you needed more since 2020, <laughs> I'm just affirming you here. Not like, it's not just you, it's the world. <laughs> it's not just us, it's God. Um, 
Okay. And then going out into the day and like doing your thing, having these boundaries up in place. There's some stuff you can do throughout the day too. Like as projectors, it's like so important for us to take space alone, to like just have a couple moments to breathe if that's all we can get, to physically lay your body down horizontally, like anywhere, but I think like on the earth itself. And this doesn't have to mean like you have to go outside into a snowstorm and lay in the snow, <laughs> although it might be kind of nice. Um, but to just lay on a, on the ground, like on the ground that is held by the earth, that is held by the cosmos, and just let yourself be held there. And you can just instruct your guides. You can instruct and ask the earth to just like let anything that is not yours start to clear into your grounding channel. And if you are like, what, a grounding channel? I don't have one of those call one up. Energy work. Call one up. Call one up or feel yourself seeping down your roots into the ground below you or see the center of the earth rising up to meet you and hold you and take from you what is not yours or what you're ready to be done with, to be composted, recycled, and used as fertilizer for the field of earth itself. Laying and getting horizontal is like very specifically something called out in human design because the the mechanics of getting your body like completely flat onto a surface is how it's been described where I've read is like in that space when you're completely flat like all of your centers are allowed to like rebalance themselves like based on the neutral energy of the earth based on like the Schumann resonance of the earth like her heartbeat the earth's heartbeat just starts to like beat your own energy field back into like its coherence, its zone of coherence. So like our heartbeats are a really beautiful expression of the way that sound moves back and forth. Dun 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 dun. It's not just like we're holding one beat in one sphere. It's like the the beat moves and it has this zone that it beats into, like sound has this zone that it makes sound waves through and so that's also kind of like the energy of the earth like it has this natural coherence to it that is moving and allows the energy inside of you to move allows things to kind of be swept away as it just starts like beating you back into the coherence da -dun, da -dun, da -dun. like your natural heartbeat your natural energetic heartbeat your natural expansion and contraction here's another good way to look at it your breath right? You naturally expand and contract. There's no point where you're just holding your breath all the time unless you're doing a breath practice of some sort or completely having breath out. Like you're naturally breathing in and breathing out, expanding, contracting, inhaling and exhaling. And this like natural zone of movement is the place where your energy field wants to be and where your body wants to be in that energy field and so like trauma and unprocessed emotions pain in the body like things like that take us out of our zone of coherence take the nervous system out of its place where it's just sweeping itself back and forth and in and out and where we find ourselves caught on one side of the polarity or stagnated on one side of the spectrum where we're not fully breathing in or fully breathing out or we're catching our breath or we're catching our energy field. 
And like, that's going to take some deeper work more than what we can talk about here on the podcast. (laughs) But the idea with like just laying on the ground and getting horizontal and having time alone is that you're allowing your energy to kind of open in a way where the body has like its full mechanism to do its like self-regeneration, its self-repair. Because when we sleep, right, like when you're fully asleep, your body and when you're sleeping like without substances and things like that, your body has the capacity to repair itself, to regenerate new cells and to create a new field of life source in the body. So taking time to rest during the day, getting horizontal, laying down, doing a breath practice, doing yoga nidra, like all of these are ways that you yourself can like encourage the regeneration process to encourage the recycling of your cells. Beyond that, if you don't, I mean, do that as much as you can. And also um, allow yourself to have some practices that you can do on the go. So regularly checking in with your grounding channel, regularly like making sure like you're checking in with your legs, your knees, your feet, how grounded you are and connected to the earth below you. Can you feel the bottom of your feet touching the earth? Are you paying attention to your feet when you're walking around? Like when you're working at your computer all day, do you have any awareness of your body underneath your heart chakra, like underneath your arms that are doing all of the work? Like, can you maintain a connection to the lower half of your body while you're going about your day? This will help you maintain a connection to your grounding channel. And if you feel like you've processed a lot of energies throughout the day and like that maybe things are getting like kind of backed up, like release whatever grounding channel you have, call a new one back in. And you can do this as many times as you want. Like the earth loves to receive from you what is not serving your body. The earth gave you this body. Like your body was grown from the mammalian nature of the earth. And so whatever you're trying to release, you know, like it's just like compost. Like it's just like our stool. Like if we had good systems of like ways to fertilize our excretions, like the earth loves them. The earth wants to grow gardens with them. Um, So it's the same with our energy. Like the earth is willing and lovingly accepting of anything that you cannot hold, of anything that is not supporting you, of anything that is not in alignment. She wants to take it. So let her take it. Like open up your grounding channel to let go of anything that is not in service. And you can also call in a new stream of universal consciousness, of life source consciousness, of light, of energy. You can invite in um, energy from the cosmos, from God, from your guides, from whoever feels like resonant for you in that realm of things to just like stream a new cord of energy down into your crown and let it cascade over your body into your Shishima Nadi, your central channel and just start to recreate, help with the composting process. Like light can also help to refill and revitalize and reinvigorate um, the places that might feel empty or depleted. And then like one thing I love to do is just like continually return energy that is not mine back to center. And like you can be conscious of what that energy is and like totally aware of what that energy is. And also you don't need to be. Like, you can just, after a conversation that didn't feel, like, even a conversation that felt good, I'll usually just return anything that is not mine and it's not meant to stay with me and send it back to sender. Because as you know, with our aura, like, we have, um, 
this focused and penetrating aura where we're like just going into people's fields, <laughs> decoding and like tasting and digesting their energy. And so sometimes, <laughs> even if the conversation and the exchange is good, I mean, all the time, it's like appropriate to return their energy back to them and like seal up the field, you know, like put the symbols of power from Reiki there and close the door. Let them have their energy back. So returning energy back to sender, returning energy back to sender, like continually returning all energy that is not yours, that's not meant to be in your body, back to sender, and then refilling up with your own energy. So as you recall your energy from places and spaces and times, you might like call it to hit your separation rows first and let your separation rows just kind of, uh, what's the word, filtrate, filter <laughs> your energy as it comes back and you can just give the rows codes like to clean out any energy that is not like healthy or well or good for the body and only bring back into the body what is gonna be, you know, nourishing and fulfilling and uplifting. Like energy needs direction. Where your awareness goes, energy flows. So you really just have to be direct about how you are instructing the energy to move in and out of your field. The clearer you are, the clearer your boundaries are gonna be, the clearer your energy is gonna be because it really kind of all comes back to your awareness. And if you're like sending someone's energy back, but then like five minutes later, just being like, oh, I feel weird. Like, I feel like I have their stuff in me, da, 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 da. Like you're crossing your own boundaries then. Like if you were clearly sending energy back to where it came from and noting that it was not yours. And then afterwards you're feeling weird and saying that like other people's stuff in your field is still there, even though it's not yours, like you're crossing your own boundary. <laughs> you're completely negating what you were instructing the energy to do, which then confuses the energy, which then just confuses you. So be really clear about your boundaries and then be really clear about how you hold them. When you return the energy back to sender, like that's it, wipe your hands of it, clear the field, you're done and you don't think about it again because where your awareness goes, energy flows. And if you're just spinning yourself into some chaotic cycle of like what other people's energy is doing to you, you yourself are like penetrating and absorbing that energy back into your field and not letting them have it back. So returning their energy as you call it back, like call it back and return it like into your filtration system. You can place like a fire around your aura that helps to transmute and transform energy as it comes back into the field. You can place a big imaginary bucket of salt water around you or a line of salt around your body you can do this physically <laughs> in the real time as well as energetically and just like as you call your energy back allow the salt to filtrate any energy that isn't yours to clean it up to refine it to help to integrate and assimilate what is actually right for you um you, again just keep working like baseline with the elements like you can use um white smoke of course being mindful of cultural appropriation, using smoke in a way that feels um, in honor of the people and the beings that do these as their practices. Um, that That's why I like working with that energetically is like a really nice place to start so that you're not necessarily using the herbs and the plants without permission, but you can just invoke white smoke around the body to filtrate any energy that comes back. 
Um, and then like work with the earth. Like if you feel like you just start carrying a lot, put your hands into the sand, <laughs> put your hands onto the ground and ask the earth to take it from you. Ask the earth to refill you and refresh you with grounded neutral earth energy. So this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot of different things because I do this work all day long. And I'm encouraging you to just play with it and practice with these modalities and not all of them. Like, don't feel like, oh shit, I got to do all this stuff now all day long. <laughs> um, like find one, find, like choose one thing that feels really in resonance and really supportive and like start from there and see what starts to happen from there. And all of this, like energy work is huge imagination work. And if you've never been given permission to use your imagination as like a real tangible tool to inform the energetics around you, that might be where you start of just like starting to trust your imagination and what your imagination just playfully wants to create and to invoke in your field. Because the imagination, in my opinion, is really where it all starts. <laughs> the more we imagine and think of chaos, the more chaos comes into the field. The more we imagine and think up reciprocity and support and balance, the more that starts to be reflected back to us. Because again, it just comes back to that simple phrase where awareness goes, energy flows. So if you're just playing with like the playfulness of the energy fields and like letting yourself have fun with it and letting yourself explore and express in a way that just feels really fun and really easy and really like playful for you at the time, like, like let that be enough. Let that be an invitation for you to keep exploring with your imagination. So one last thing here, when you're going to bed, you can use all of those techniques that I just said, working with the elements, creating a separation, returning all energy that is not yours back to sender. I always call up a new grounding channel before bed to help support me in the, sleep, the, the sleeping realms, the psychic realms. Um, call all of your energy back to you. Call from any place you may have left it social media, conversations, uh, family members, like call it all back, television shows, like return all the energy back to you. You can imagine a big golden sun at the top of your head. That's just like receiving all these energies, recoding it to be in divine alignment with your soul blueprint in the present moment, and then downloading that sun into your body and letting it distribute that refreshed solar energy back into your field. So at the end of the day, clear energy. If you haven't done it all day, especially just like let the end of the day be your time to clear and release energy. Go to bed earlier than your energy partner. Like if you have a sacral being that you're sleeping in bed with, like a generator, a manifesting generator, like I do, um, try to get some time alone at either before they come to bed at night or if you can't do that, like in the morning the next day, just have some time alone on either side would be great <laughs> to have just your own time to refresh and recall and reclaim and reinstill the the balance in your field. Um, and then again, I close the portal of the day. You know, I like thank all the guides and allies. I find gratitude in what was there or I try to some days harder than others. <laughs> and I like close the door to that day, seal it into the book of life. And then I'll open up a new circle, open up a new uh, energetic support field for the sleeping hours. And like when you do that, you can also invoke anything you need. If you feel 
like you've digested a lot of energy that day and that night you just need more help clearing you're asking your benevolent trusted guides to help you clear as you sleep if you've been feeling unwell you're asking that the incubators of the higher dimensions of wellness like surround you and help you heal as you sleep so for projectors like it's really important for us to um get support and this is in the physical realm and it's also in the spiritual realm so like you don't have to do it all yourself and like the more that i don't do it all myself <laughs> the more that i just like ask my guides to help me or ancestors or the elements or the animal guides or things like that the more that i lean into the support that's in the energy realms like the spiritual support teams the easier life becomes the easier it is for me to handle all of this because we are not supposed to be doing it all on our own like we as projectors are meant to be helping the other guiding the other but like we're doing so with less energy in the tank so like that's why we're so connected i think to the energetic and spiritual realm so that we have this like whole other interface of guidance and of healing and of um, connection with that realm that is like super vast and super infinite and has so much more access to the holy resources of the universe than maybe you know we as humans do on this human level so lean back into that support ask for what you need be very clear about what you need and then let them show up and help you with it and and open to receive it <laughs> you know like don't ask and then like shut down any ways that the support shows up for you like if you're asking let them help you and like let yourself have like create some space for that support to come in and support you in that not what you ask for so these are like very non-human design tactics these are very much just personal eliana as a projector learning about energy mechanics in the world and how this has helped show up for me like specifically with human design like i like to put the power symbol from reiki in front and behind my uh, sacral center <laughs> our open sacral center where it's like a again a filtration or like i will only allow my energy to focus and penetrate into another's g center or to receive energy from another sacral from this place of like like there's a hard sacred door <laughs> that is closed and only the people that recognize me and have given me the golden invitations can knock on that door and ask me for guidance. And again, like I said in prior podcasts, like I'm a mountain environment, so there's not a lot of people that come to my door. <laughs> and if they do, it's because like they've been given the location. Um, and that's also part of the design of like how I create and like show up and, and interface with the other in the world is that like, like for me, I need to be on a mountain. Like I need a lot of space from people. I need probably more space than most people do. Um, and if if people are gonna come to me, like it's because like they're coming to me for a reason, you know, like that I have something that they need. And if like I've energetically like connected in and like I don't have that thing, they don't need to know how to find me on the mountain because <laughs> it'd be a waste of their energy and it would be a bothersome to me. So that's why it's so fun to like look at your chart, look at your environment, look at your strongest sense, um, like pay attention to what centers are open and where you're open to conditioning. 
and what centers are defined and where you're maybe conditioning others or like projecting yourself onto others in a way that is like really just your stuff and not their stuff. Um, yeah, uh, getting into nature, being in nature. I've said this in a prior podcast, but like just a really good natural, neutral way to ground energy, to like be in an auric space that just is really like the whole field is neutral, right? Like the trees and the grass and and the rivers and the bodies of water, like all neutral energy. So getting by water if you can, getting in the trees if you can. If you're in the desert, like getting in the desert, you know, like letting that solar energy like help to wash your field. Um, and the last thing I'll say here as an energy work technique is just to play, <laughs> like to play, to have fun, to not have everything be super serious or focused all the time, but to like get to use your energy for something that doesn't require so much resource, that doesn't require you to focus in on anything other than like just the simple act of play. <laughs> and that's going to look different for every, for everyone. That's going to feel different for everyone, but it's a, it's a good place to like start playing with your imagination, start tuning into what you used to like to do as a child that made you feel really good and uplifted and like, like natural to you. And just allow yourself to find that thing, whatever that thing may be, that just feels like really playful and easy and fun. So with that being said, this is a long podcast. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. Um, this is the projector playground. So I hope that even though we were talking about lots of tools and it's like, I, you know, I have a course I'll, I'll link it below energy work 101, a masterclass where we go into a lot of this stuff and I offer practices and things that are like, like I, I offer up the light tent and show you how I do my specific um, guidance of that with my body. So this podcast in itself to me could be a whole class or a training or achievement process. Um, but I just wanted to kind of like share it, <laughs> share it in the space for those that are really feeling called to amp up their personal protection and clear themselves of energy really intentionally and just have some greater kind of boundaries or energetic barriers between them and the other. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Again, we enjoy having other projector friends in the projector playground to talk about these things with and to play in the realms of energy together. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to go clear your field after you get off this podcast. <laughs> Return my energy back to me. Recall your energy back to you. Find that neutral place in between. So even with things that are meant to be supportive and uplifting and fill you up, keep doing your energy practice. All right. Have a good rest of your day. All the love.